Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode is Cowboy Bebop. My name is Jimmy, and my favorite video game of all time is Paper Mario. My name is Dan, and I recently took my first bath ever. <laughs> my name is Jeff, and I'm f***ing really good at packing. <laughs> Dude, Jeff, I'm so moved. good at it. Yeah? How oh, many yeah. times have you moved in your life, Jeff? So I haven't counted recently, but several years ago I did, and it was like 34. Holy Ooh. shit. I'm 36 now, so it's probably up to like 37. In the last Damn. five years, I've moved five times. Yeah. You're you're on average yeah. like moving once a year. Yeah, yeah. If, if you average it out. So yeah, it's one of the most satisfying. Th- so moving is the worst thing uh, that you can do in this world. This well, guy hates moving more than this, anyone I know, and he moves more than anyone is, I know. This is Why? coming from privilege because there's a lot of worse things going on in the world. Yeah, but as as an American, uh, one a of the, white man, as a white man in America, <laughs> uh, one of the worst things that could possibly happen to you is moving. And I love how also sorry to interrupt, but moving happens to Jeff. <laughs> it ha- yeah, it just happens. He doesn't like actively choose, choose to move. Yeah. Right. But like, I'm just so good at fitting things in boxes and keeping them safe and maximizing the space of yeah. the box. You're good at like Tetrising things. In oh, there. dude. Yeah. Like if. Oh, my God. That's why I wear Adidas track suits and <laughs> stuff because oh, I'm basically why. Russian. Yeah. We thought you wanted to be like a wannabe gangster in the yeah. 90s. A little bit. But it's just because my. Wife, she'll put stuff in a box and she'll be like, Where's the tape? I need to tape this. I was like, No, you're not ready yet. No, that's not done. You just started that box, right? Is this a joke? Mm-hmm. Are you joking with me right now, wife? That's she just funny. takes like a big box and puts like a pile of napkins in the middle and tapes it shut. Yeah, but like, I mean, I'm even like with packing material, like you pack your cast iron pans, you don't just do you gotta. I put like uh, paper towels in a Ziploc bag in between them so there's no rubbing. You got to do stuff like yeah. that, man. How many leftover boxes did you have? Did you have any? There's a lot in my basement because when I was at work, my wife and her mom and grandma started unpacking some stuff and they just put uncut boxes downstairs. So my entire oh, basement geez. is just boxes. <laughs> it's just full boxes. I have to go and cut them all down now. That's but funny. there's a lot. So, yeah. And Dan recently told me yeah. that he never took a bath before because he saw my bath. Yeah. Oh, I grew like, up in a, a house. I mean, obviously, like I was given a bath by my parents yeah, as like a baby a sink or right. whatever. Um, or like in one of those little kiddie pool things. But yeah, growing up, I never had a bathtub. Nope. Um, if we stayed at a hotel, it would be like for a night and I wasn't going to commit to taking a bath. No. Um, it depends because some some hotels it's like in between a bath and a jacuzzi and you're like i gotta do this we never stayed at that kind of hotel we stayed at a lot of like motels yeah i remember this is a weird memory but i have a very distinct memory of taking a bath at the cottage oh like you got that like smelly ass well water yeah jimmy's referencing our family used to stay at like our great aunt had a cottage on lake ontario that was like had the worst well water like yeah you wouldn't get sick if you drank it, but it just stank like sulfur and it yeah. stained everything rust. And I bathed in it. Yeah, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Actually, Dan, it's you told me this not because you saw my bathtub, but because the first day I started moving, I was so physically tired because my body hasn't done anything mm. at all. I was like, I'm going to take a bath. And I got in my old bath and I barely fit in it. <laughs> and my little palm tree was floating. <laughs> It was weird. I haven't taken a bath in a while. But yeah, so your bath, how did this come about? 
Uh, I recently traveled out to the West uh, Pacific Northwest, Seattle and Portland, um, and stayed at an Airbnb that was like this little crappy log cabin in the woods, but they had a beautiful old like claw foot retro. Wow, pub. you went from never bathing to like, to, like the being in a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, with like exposed copper pipes and stuff like that. Nice. I was like, I can't let this go to waste. If this is, if I'm ever going to take a bath, it's going to be now. You should have went on Fiverr, hired a professional photographer to just come and like oh. take a picture of you from afar. <laughs> I do not want to see those photos. Um, but also, it was even made more clear to me that I have to take a bath because they provided like bath bombs and all oh, this damn. kind of stuff. Wow, you you went from not having a bath in three decades to taking a bath. In a porcelain tub with claws and yeah. bath bombs. And now Dan's like, I'm a bath guy now. <laughs> He's a bath boy. No, you know what? It wasn't that great. They're, they're, really? It's not. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I spent so much time like trying to get the temperature right, trying to get the appropriate amount of water. I'm a big boy, so the balance of like having enough water to cover <laughs> Jimmy, my body and not overflowing Jimmy, the tub I is would very love, narrow. Because Dan has no perspective on how to fill a bath. He fills it to almost <laughs> the top and then gets in there. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. I understand water displacement. Actually, quite the opposite. I filled the tub and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself like, I'm big. So there was like three inches of water in that tub. Oh, I got man. in and it's just a naked me sitting in a puddle, basically. And I was like, I need more water in here. But yeah, uh, it was fine. I mean, after a while, I was like, what do I do? Just sit here? Yeah. And then also it became this thing of like, do I wash or do I luxuriate? Do I stand up and shower afterwards? I, I don't wash in the bath. I mean, I have only taken one in like the last 10 years. I don't wash at all. I wash. Worsh. Worsh. Uh, but I yeah. always forget the word that he oh get after a get, few minutes uh, all I could think of was I, my father had said this one time about why like baths are gross and he was like you're just making human soup and after a while he's like <laughs> the way he described it started to get into my head he's like you're just like laying in a pool of your own filth basically <laughs> yeah I think they're gross yeah. to like wash in yeah I wouldn't do that or wash <laughs> but yeah, um, this is a long opening segment. It's fine. So Mario, <laughs> paper. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. Okie dokie, guy friends. I'm one day one of these will stick and it will become more memorable than okay fellas well jeff your other slogan kind of stuck jeff with five f's the number 27 yeah people i've had like three people ask funny. me we, i designed well i worked with uh a design graphic designer to come up with a baseball tee with a retro talk me into logo yeah and i've shown the design to a few people and they're like why the number 27 and i was like jeff with five s yeah 27. yeah you had yeah. to be there i saw that yeah. <laughs> you did have to be there so this is the part of the show where we tell each other and the audience what we're talking ourselves into lately uh it's just a small thing that we don't want to spend the whole episode on if you don't like to hear us talking skip ahead to cowboy bebop the time i mean that's still us notes. talking it is us talking, <laughs> but about Cowboy Bebop. Correct. Yes. And if you want to hear us talking about ourselves, listen. And if you don't want to hear us talk about Cowboy Bebop, turn it off. I don't care. We got your listen already. Yep. No, it'll be a fun this chat, is a I lot. guess. It is a lot. So sometimes on the show, um, I have to admit things that I don't like to admit. Oh, boy. Um, one time on the Blink-182 episode, I had to admit that I, I was talking myself into American cheese. 
I've been a proponent um, for not eating American cheese for yes. most of my adult life, That's if not right. all of it. And this time, something very similar happened in the quest to find a healthy dinner or dinner substitute for my daughter. I decided to, uh, well, I've decided to uh, buy ground turkey. Oh, okay. Which I like ground turkey. Which I poop on a lot. Do you? Yeah, I do. And I think it started when my mommy, <laughs> when kind of like when I was in high school, she would accidentally buy like wheat bread. And the first time I was like, oh, she's trying to trick you. Into yeah, I was like, better. you bought wheat bread instead of white bread. What gives mom right. a white bread boy? I mean, I like wheat bread. And she's like, it must have been an accident by the seventh time. It's not an accident, Roberta. Yeah. Uh, you know, so she did, Classic the, she did the same thing with ground turkey <laughs> and That's she would funny. she would cook the meal and be like, here's meatloaf. And I was like, this is the wrong texture. It's the wrong color. It's the yeah. wrong. This isn't a meatloaf, ma. This is a whatever this ma, is. The meatloaf. It's <laughs> turkey. Same thing with steak. I didn't like steak growing up because I didn't know that you could cook it. Not well done. Yeah. Mm. Mom. Ground turkey is good. If you cook it properly and you don't like try to pretend that it's ground beef because it's never going to be. No, it's beef. not. No. And that's the thing. So I just I just brown some up for a little baby girl and, you know, you chopped it up real fine, put it on a plate with some rice and other veggies. She ate it all up. But like I had a pound of that shit. So I just, I, you know, I just I saw you don't pepper. feed your baby, your nearly one year old baby, a pound of ground beef, ground turkey. <laughs> I try. <laughs> baby foie gras (laughs) (laughs) fatty baby liver yeah so it was a very simple meal that i made i just fried it salt and pepper Mm -hmm. got some rice and then i just put this uh this sauce i got from trader joe's as a leppo sauce you're making a deconstructed turkey slop yeah basically i I use ground turkey to make slop all the time yeah and and i topped it with frozen peas okay mix them in there Chopped should've, up some should've carrots. Should have done a fried too. egg. Oh, no eggs. No, no eggs. House. No eggs. But they have an egg replacement called Just. Mm. And it's made out of mung beans. Mm. It It's okay. It kind of mimics the texture of eggs. It's but just slime that you cook. It creates radioactive baby diarrhea. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of the biggest blowouts I've ever oh. seen. And that's all I'll talk about uh, that. It's basically pureed beans. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, ground turkey, it it has its place. Like Dan said, it's not a beef replacement, no. but you can do other things with it's it. It's so good I, on its own. Yeah, I'm going to start making like some, uh, you know, Korean style ground turkey or, you know, we'll figure it out. I like to use ground turkey in situations where I want meat, but I don't want grease. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's it is less oh, yeah. fat. You can That's brown true. up turkey like f- to make stuffed peppers. It's great because it's yeah. not yeah. going to be like a wet, sloppy mess. That would be good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I actually have a recipe uh, for uh, stuffed pumpkins, which is. Well, yeah, because it's, it's probably it would be really good with, you know, Kind of just like a turkey dinner, really. Anything hearty, hmm. you know, thyme, rosemary, you know, savory roasted herbs. up. Damn, cool, Jeff. Damn. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm growing up. Nice. Ooh, Jeff's That's growing up and grounding <laughs> turkey up. Um, I'm talking myself into something that uh, just happened the other day, and it hit me hard. Uh, Jeff inspired this. He doesn't even realize it, but he oh. talked me into something. Oh, cool. The podcast Song Exploder. Oh, yeah. That was a good episode, right? It was very good. I've have never you, heard of Song Exploder. Did you watch Exploder. the TV show? 
I did not know there was a oh, TV there's show. There's two seasons. It's pretty good. Ooh, Even songs Jim, I don't like. Jim, you know like. about this? I saw the thing that you texted us, but I didn't. So yeah. I found out about this show. Yeah, Jeff, just take over. Okay. We already heard about Ground Turkey. Now tell us about Song Exploder. <laughs> well, no, you No, you, so you Jeff continue. texted us and was like, hey, I don't think he even said it. No, anything. I just sent the you link. just sent, sent the a link. link to a podcast called Song Exploder. I clicked on it, and it was an episode about what Jeff knows is one of my all-time favorite John Lennon songs, God. Uh, basically, the podcast Song Exploder, which I'm sure everyone in the world knows but me, um, they they work. It, the host works with an artist to learn about how a, a song was written and performed and recorded, mm-hmm. um, sort of detail by detail. It gets really in depth, real nerdy. So they did a seance and talked yeah. to John Lennon. Well, he was like, "I never do this with like performers who are unavailable or deceased." Yeah, but he was contacted by John Lennon's people, yeah, Yoko Ono's people. And was like, hey, we have tons of archival interviews about this song specifically. And like music and demos and stuff mm-hmm. that I think was previously unreleased. Yeah, he had like what would be called like the stems, basically, like the original individual yeah. tracks. That right. And that's what the podcast does, which I love, because it's one thing to hear a performer talk about like how they wrote a song, how they recorded it. But... um it reminded me a lot, Jimmy, of that weird documentary you and I saw. I was about just about to say that. The recording Sergeant of Sergeant Peppers. Yeah. Um, so, like, while you hear an interview with John Lennon talking about how the original incarnation was written on acoustic guitar, there's a demo playing of him doing it on acoustic uh, guitar. Cool. And then he talks about how... Uh, then they interview Ringo, and Ringo talks about how his goal was to play as simply as possible, mm. and it's just a basic four on the floor beat. And what they do while he's talking is they play that isolated stem of yeah. just mm-hmm. the drum track. And then at the end... Did Ringo play on that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That was the other surprising part. That's huh. the first recording sessions for John Lennon's first solo album. And the musicians, it's real simple. It's Ringo on drums, mm-hmm. Klaus Vorman... Whatever his name is, that German guy who... um, He's been on a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's prolific. He played bass in Manford Man. He designed the um, artwork for Revolver. You know, the... um, Okay, gotcha. um, Anyways. He's the guy in Backbeat. Yeah, he's the German guy in Backbeat. Anyways, so he played bass. um, And then they brought in Billy Preston, who played on a lot of the late Beatles albums on piano. Um, So, yeah, it was just really interesting. Since I've listened to a few more episodes... Uh, they did an episode with Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick on Surrender, which was really good. There was a Heim episode. I sent it to you guys before. You probably never listened to it. The Heim one, I didn't hear yet. Um, I did listen to the Fleet Foxes one, which was mind-blowing. It's everything you want a Fleet Foxes <laughs> recording session to be like. I didn't hear that Jeff, one, yeah. you will absolutely hate this. At one point, he's talking about how. <laughs> I'd probably like that more he's than like, the music. This guitar is a 12-string acoustic that I oh bought at God. a flea market. Wait. <laughs> and for the recording, I wanted to imbue it with a sense of emotion. So it's performed. Instead of a guitar pick, I used a Polaroid photo of a friend to strum the guitar. <laughs> I and I was Robin like, Pecknold. yes, so Robin good. Pecknold, you're doing all the things. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to listen to every episode. There's a ton of stuff that I don't no, know who these ones people like, are. There's a Tegan and Sarah episode. Mm. The Run the Jewels episode is really good. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Um, and there's a Netflix series that's really good. Like, there's an episode on Dua Lipa that was super interesting. Mm. Mm. The Jack Antonoff one was also very good because I do not understand how new pop music is recorded. And when I heard his episode, I was like, that's crazy. He's like, I don't like symbols. So I replaced them all with recordings of me saying the word day 
<laughs> pitched up 12 semitones distorted <laughs> vibrato on and that's his symbols okay and i was like weird technology nice jim what have you been talking yourself into so i have been recently talking myself into um a franchise from nintendo called metroid uh-huh. do you fellas have any interest in yeah, or I'm, like I'm, know anything i don't about have it? interest in it but i'm very familiar, <laughs> familiar? with the first i one. think i had metroid prime at one point i liked it until it was a girl <laughs> it's always been a girl um so this is something that i'm i've always been interested in but never really gave a shot because i'm not huge on like those games where you have kind of have to like backtrack and like figure out the big thing about puzzly. metroid games yeah a little bit puzzly like the big thing about metroid games is that you get power up so then you can go back and like go to new areas and do things like that yeah um so i started super metroid that was for the super nintendo um and um because i've only given like five minutes to the original metroid because it's not a good game a lot of even like diehard metroid fans don't really love it so i went to super metroid because it's like available on the switch and i was like all right i'm gonna play this because dread just came out metroid dread which is the fifth iteration of like the mainline series is it based on judge dread is it the fifth no. game or the fifth reboot no it's the fifth game in the series that's not prime so like there's like metroid so that's like one through five dread is the newest one there's prime which is like one through three those were for the, like the gamecube <laughs> and the wii and then what did i have it for then because i never had any of those systems i have no idea <laughs> maybe a game no boy color for. or something there was a game boy one what actually metroid 2 was on the game boy so maybe you had that uh. um and then there's like a couple like little spin-offs and things like that so dread just came out which is like the the new one off the mainline series so i was like all right i want to actually play these because i'm i'm interested in it because it's like a sci-fi game it has like a cool environment and stuff so i started super metroid last night and it is good sorry sorry jim Jim. but it just like it nails the feel it like nails like everything um the creatures are super cool it's like very hr geiger kind of like creepy yeah um the creatures are really everywhere yeah cool um i like when they're hitting into that yeah um but yeah it just like the music is really cool there's a lot of like environmental sounds and stuff too which you don't get on the super nintendo like on the super nintendo you could say do 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 like super mario world or whatever that was was a cool freaking song yeah thank you um but like you have like environmental sounds you hear like raindrops and stuff and i'm like i can't believe they fit this on a Super Nintendo cartridge. There's even like a little voiceover part in the very beginning of the game, mm. um, which I've never heard a voiceover on a Super Nintendo game before. So that was really cool, too. Um, but yeah, I, I went through five minutes and it's like this kind of introductory sequence. Um, and it, like it's really like action packed and stuff. And I immediately was like, all right, I need to record gameplay because I need to make a video on this. Mm. Um, so I it qualifies as late to the game, Jim. It does. Quite, That's what I'm gonna quite do. Quite late, yes. fashionably late, if you will. I'm very late to the game on this one, um, so I'm gonna play this, and then hopefully my world has been open to Metroid, and I want to play more of them. So. That's what I've been talking you're about. Literally, it's it's you're literally gaping for Metroid. Yes. Come on. He said his world has been open. <laughs> his world is. <laughs> I didn't say that. You said that. That's probably a bleep right there. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop is a neo-noir space western anime from 1998. You had me till anime. Yeah. You had me till 1998. It feels, 1998? Yeah, 98, buddy. 
Um, so this show, I like I said in the last episode, and I'll say it here now. Um, I'm not super familiar with it, so uh, I apologize for not giving a ton. That's of fine. That's what info. the show is for. That's right. I'm even. I'm kind of talking my. Well, I'm talked into it, but I'm. I want to talk. We're not pros. Have you ever watched it? I watched three episodes. Okay. Wow, that's like, bold of you. To, we've done stuff going in blind before, but yeah. Three episodes is. I've watched three episodes and I was like, yo, this is really good. Mm. Um, so um, like I immediately. Well, I should say that a little bit more background information. I tried it maybe like three or four years ago and I was like, this is good. But like, I don't know if it was really for me, but I don't know what it is recently. But I really connected it with my last free watch of like the last three episodes. And I was like, this is insanely good. I just like connected with it instantly. Um, it, it kind of follows these two characters, Spike, uh, who's like the main character. And um, I, I don't remember the second character's name, but they're kind of just like bounty hunters throughout space. And they're trying to find these people. And every episode is pretty self-contained from what I can tell. And so they're um, like the cowboys. But where's the bebop come into play? Or is it bebop? Just- I believe is the name of the spaceship. Mm. Yeah. Um, so um, every episode it feels pretty self-contained um, it feels a lot to me like Firefly um, that's what I was thinking based on your description yeah it, it feels a lot like Firefly it felt like Firefly took a lot of inspiration from it um, yeah I mean it feels very western um, I've had it recommended to me and like for everybody is just watch the English dub because the English dub is actually really good mm. um, so you don't it's have to watch for Spotify I believe it's on both of those, actually. Um, it, at least it was at one point, but it's very readily available. You literally look up Cowboy Bebop and it's available everywhere. Um, so you'll be able to find it. Um, but yeah, just like the the music, I should say, is phenomenal. The music in the show is really good. The introduction sequence is so good. In fact, that they literally just recreated it for the reboot that they're doing, like the live action reboot that they're doing. They were just like, why? fix something that isn't broke so mm. um the music the theme song is really cool i believe it's called tank or something like that and it just sounds really cool it's very jazzy um it just the way everything combines together it's very unique but it also feels very inspired i mm. guess i would say i have a question yes <clears throat> where did this originally air or like what was the format of it because i was under the impression uh, that it was i thought it was like a tsunami thing from the early aughts because i remember being popular when i was you're closer than i was i thought it was a movie and i thought that the netflix reboot with john cho is going to be a movie am i wrong about that no it's going to be a tv show oh okay yeah um adult swim it was on in australia I don't know USA. Oh yeah, US. It was on Toonami. That's correct, dude. I'm a um, I'm a anime boy. Now. Yeah. So this was always a non-Japanese product. It is Japanese. Oh yeah. It didn't. It wasn't just on Toonami, but yeah. So it aired somewhere in Japan. As yes. A, as a serialized TV show, though. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it was in Japan, and I guess it got localized for here. <laughs> I don't know how much later or whatever, but. Um, but yeah, this show is incredibly popular. So popular, in fact, yes, it's getting a um, live action revival. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very interested in the live action stuff too. But um, when this is coming out, it'll be very much in the cultural zeitgeist. Like it, I yeah. love John Cho, so I'm excited for that. Was this a manga? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably most every animes anime were was a manga. based off of mangas. Um, manga, 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 whatever um it was it was adapted into two um oh it was and adapted into a manga wow. so um i guess 
they made the anime and then they adapted it, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, you guys are going to like it. I'm giving us five episodes, so it'll give me two episodes that I haven't even seen yet, too. So it'll just be the first five episodes. And um, when we come back, I'll find out if I talk the boys into it because I'm yeah. interested. Well, I mean, if well. people haven't listened to the show before, Dan and I are not huge proponents of anime. I'm not either. Uh, I'm open to specific stuff. Yeah. I think Jeff is a little more closed off to the genre than I am. I'm the one who brought One Punch Man to the table and was talked into it. Okay. Don't get defensive. So I'm not closed off. But I'm very open. I Amber. try. I tried Star Wars Visions. Did you I watched you the first episode. Oh, I did not. Oh, what did you think of it? Better than I thought. Still not great, but the previews for the other ones looked atrocious. Yeah, you should probably stop where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, so when we come back, we will talk about the first five episodes of Cowboy Bebop. It is readily, readily available everywhere. Just look it up. You'll find it. The anime, not the live action show. Enjoy. Yippee-ki-yay, varmints. It's Cowboy Bebop. I like it. I like I'm, it a I don't lot, actually. not like it. <laughs> that was good. Okay, fellas. Yeah. Yes. This week we watched, uh, how many, Jim? Five, Five. episodes. Five Cinco. episodes. Of Cowboy Bebop. Ah, uh, uh, uh. I did take notes to prepare for this, but one thing I didn't do is write down the episode titles, so feel free to chime in if you want. Sure. I don't think it's that big the of a The first deal. one is called Bebopping to the Future. I just made that up. It's not. <laughs> Aren't they called nice. like sessions? Session yeah. One? Yes. Yeah, they're called sessions. Jeff already hates the show because of that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Call them episodes or I'm out. <laughs> Call them chapters or I'm done. If you don't like it, leave. leave. <laughs> um. So episode one, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty clear off the bat what they're doing as far as like, this is a Western future. Right. Uh, yeah. Like you said, uh, definitely reminiscent of... Uh, Firefly. Firefly. I was going to say Deadwood, and I'm like, oh, that's it feels not right. like That's actual on, Western. On yeah. your way to the fifth element, this is somewhere there. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. fifth element. Um, so Spike and Jet are bounty hunters aboard the Bebop. Correct. And another name for bounty hunters is Cowboys. So there's the name. Yes. Um, it also starts off with like a sort of a cold open thing where you see Spike. He's dropping flowers in the alleyway. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't either until I rewatched it. Mm. Um, They have a bounty named Asimov um, who they're they've gone down to this planet, which is is cool. It's the planet. Is it Mars? I know they reference Mars throughout the episodes. No, they're on they're on Earth, but they reference Mars. I don't know if they're on Earth this episode. Uh, Well, anyways, they're in this like multicultural frontiers town, which is a, a cool vibe. They're tracking Asimov, who seems to like have access to some drug they call Bloody Eye. Bloody Eye, yeah. yeah. I like that reference, by the way. <clears throat> Asimov, very sci-fi. Yeah, yes. Isaac Asimov, right? Robots. They don't come out and say what Bloody Eye does, but you can infer from the times when Asimov takes it that it like puts you in like a heightened state. It's like beast mode, or like yeah. uh, what's it, Berserker mode, Wolverine, or yeah. like Rage and Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, we figured it I out, would everybody. I say it's a little bit different, though, because he does seem to have, like, full control of his faculties. Like, he's able to, like, avoid bullets and stuff. Right. It seems like he just, like, goes into... Um, um, Karen rage. 
Quicksilver, like when he's bullet oh, speed, yeah, bullet kind time. of. Yeah, and this was pre-Matrix, that, yeah. right? 98? Yep. Um, Asimov have his, has his girlfriend with him. Oh, they're not on Mars because their plan is they're to, going to, Mars. to go to Mars. Right. Um, Spike tracks him down to this bar. They have a really cool fight scene. Um, yes. Overall, I think like the fights choreography, we'll get into this more like later on, but the, the f- action sequences are really cool. Yeah, uh, that's, I think the highlight of the show for me are the action sequences. Oh, sorry. Come on, Jim. What a pro. <laughs> that was my alarm to work out. For you. Um, you could stand up and start working out. Yeah. It won't affect the podcast at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that the fight scenes definitely are highlighted for me in this show, um, especially in episode five. I thought it was like tremendously very well done. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think highlights of the show just overall are just like the environments are super cool. Um, the situations are cool. I mean, it's, it, it helps that they're bounty hunters. So every episode can kind of be different. Exactly. They're all like self-contained. You they really do well, have a different vibe episode to episode. I don't know if I like that overall. Really? Mm. The episodic nature of it. And okay. we'll, we'll get more into that as we go on. But, yeah, the first episode... Um, you know, it's a pretty, pretty basic outline, like Dan said. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely getting vibes of that, like, mid-90s adult animation. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of off of what... I mean, we had it in the 70s and 80s, like Ralph Bakshi and all that shit. Um, but this is, like, Aeon Flux, <coughs> Spawn, mm. all of those kind Flux. of, like, late night right. MTV, HBO, Showtime. Even pre-Adult Swim. That's true ish yeah it definitely had those vibes to it uh tonally and like the aesthetic you were talking about the last or the first half the last time we recorded um with like the jazz Mm. and all yeah i was gonna mention that the fact that it's choreographed over this like cool jazz score yeah and it's it's like upbeat jazzy but it's also noir there's a lot of influences going on here and there's a lot of like you know we see it in american media where they try to emulate like you know other cultures whether it's japanese or whatever else like american studios doing anime stuff like that you can definitely hear that this is uh, a japanese studio emulating like american western music and it's it's different enough to have like that flavor mm-hmm. yeah it's their own like flavor yeah yeah it's, it's not I just without like falling paste. into the tropes of like right yeah that um, was bad <laughs> yeah don't whistle into a microphone yeah um there's yeah, one little agree. twist like one little visual gag in this episode that i really like that i wanted to highlight which is that throughout the episode uh asimov's girlfriend is pregnant yeah and towards the end she gets shot in the stomach and it's like oh that's effed up and yeah. then the stomach is just like a bag Full carrying all the vials eye. of bloody eye and i was like yo yeah that was really cool and then this episode has like a super dark ending yeah um i remember watching that for the first time and i was like oh okay this is bold for an episode one yes the girlfriend gets sick of like asimov's like drug taking and stuff yeah and they're like they're on the run from spike and all the authorities and she just like shoots the boyfriend in the head and then she like looks at spike through the cockpit of her ship and she's like adios and then like the whatever they are ssmp i don't know what they're called but the space cops blow up her ship yeah that was a very cool scene yeah yeah really cool it was it was very cinematic too yeah very cinematic the way the music like swelled and like um even just like the I love the music when uh, Spike is chasing her and like the whole scene where she like shoots her boyfriend and stuff. 
Um, I thought the music was great. And then as soon as the ship goes, that's when you kind of hear the harmonica playing. Yeah. It's like, oh man, just the way it, it was just so brilliantly executed. Um, yeah, and I just do, really liked it. There's something in anime and I guess a lot of cheaper animation that I don't like. Mm-hmm. It's when everything is like still. Yeah. But they still use like like the audio still going. It's just a cheap way to animate for a few seconds longer. Yeah. But I think that they do that with they use that to their benefit in this show. Um mm. to build tension, suspense. Yeah. That's true. They it's a tactic that they employ, especially like with zoom ins. It's like a still frame yeah. that they like push yeah. in on. And I, I agree with Jeff. It's I think they're being a little bit more careful than some of the bad anime that we've been exposed to yeah where like characters are talking and their mouths aren't moving and you're just like supposed to be okay with that (laughs) yeah yeah there are some scenes in this in the show i think it was even in episode five too where it's just like this big establishing shot but like you can just hear the characters talking it's like in this big empty like area but like you can feel like the spatial audio Mm. and like it just like they set the scene so well and i don't know how they do it with animation yeah It, it was really well done um, but yeah, so the episode basically ends, and um, I love at the end, there's always the tag. Sometimes it's different, but it says, see you, Space Cowboy. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> um, and then we have like the end title theme, too, which I like the um, the opening title sequence a little bit better. But Yeah, I was going to talk about that in the um, so, overall, overall thoughts. thoughts. They're very long. The intro, I almost yeah. skipped the end credits. But there's like stuff at the end. It's yeah. it's like a next time, but yep. it's kind of like Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, where there's like voiceovers and right. weird oh, things. I skipped all those. Oh really? It's, Once I saw the really Sea, not uh, sea of Cowboys or whatever, yes. I skipped it. Oh yeah. Um. So the second episode, the first thing that hit me off the bat before we got into any like plot or anything, mm-hmm. is I love the idea that bounty hunting is such a prominent like role that there's actually like a cheesy a TV, TV show. show. Yeah. Was that in the first episode? <clears throat> second episode. Oh yeah. Cause I only noticed it the second episode. Yeah. yeah it becomes like a reoccurring gag. Right. I forget what it's called, but it's like, it's like stereotypical, like anime and cowboy stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're like, it reminded me of, um, like those old sixties Western shows, like hee haw and stuff. Right. Yeah. So they're in like cheesy Western co- Except costumes. Except big titty anime girls. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, dude. I don't know. It's fine. Um, it's to be expected while talking about <laughs> anime. So the new bounty that he's going after, I, I will say like one, like point of contention is if bounty hunting is this popular and there's this TV show that goes out to all bounty hunters, why aren't there other people doing exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah there'd be it's like always just like spike after someone and yeah. they don't even know that there's a bounty on them or that like people are after them. Right. Um, so this case is Abdul Hakim. Interesting choice of name uh, is reported for stealing a lab animal. Um, he is carrying around like a very valuable suitcase that probably has an animal inside of it. Right. Um, he also like has had plastic surgery to like change his appearance. Yeah. Big, big step for stealing an animal. Um, (laughs) but he's going all in, he's got it in this special suitcase. Some guy steals it and, uh, takes it to this pet shop, a black market pet shop. Who would have known that those existed? Well, they do like, especially for exotic animals. Right. Yeah. And yeah, maybe, there were exotic. Maybe a corgi there. is exotic in this world. Yeah, yeah, we find out it's a corgi. Yeah. Uh, later on, we Welsh find out corgi. it's a special corgi. But right. at this point, the lady's like, "I don't want this. This is just a dog." <laughs> yeah. It'll be two wulans. Yeah. Um, Spike shows up, and there's a big foot chase through the city, which is really cool. It's like 
Akeem chasing the dog and Spike chasing Akeem. Right, yeah. Um, they end up on this weird, like, crab ship. <laughs> well, yeah. Hakeem falls through and uh, Spike, the dog jumps on Spike and they fall in the water. So, like, the next right. scene, Jet is putting a cute collar on the <laughs> yeah. dog and Spike's taking him for a walk. And not only is it cute, it's sort of a plan because if the guy really wants this dog, he's, he's probably going to yeah. probably gonna try to find him. Um, so, there's this other group of people that I think we later find out are scientists from the lab. Yeah. Who are tracking down the dog as well, and they're like typical like dopey Keystone Cop type characters who like can't get stuff right. Right. They're driving around in this big van. They decide to play like a dog whistle. Yeah, and all the dogs go chasing. After yeah, it. like every dog in the city goes chasing after the van. Um, what was I gonna say? The dog, uh, the dog jumps out of a moving car off a bridge and hits Spike's <laughs> spaceship. Yeah, and he's fine. And he's fine. Yeah, I was like, that's a bit of a mistranslation, but it's fine. Yeah, so the episode sort of wraps up. I don't even remember. Like, I guess they caught Hakeem. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, I didn't really care about the story in this at all. Yeah, like it was. I like the action. There was a cool like fight scene in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you're like they're jumping all around the city, and like the spaceships look pretty cool. And yeah, the action is really good in this, but the story I don't care about. I thought yeah. it was going to be more about like the drug or you know continue more of that i didn't know it was going to be like an episodic monster of the week mm. so to speak i was fine with that I, it was just that I, I don't this specific the format but i didn't really care about this yeah this episode i think is just okay it's not my favorite episode either so when you pitch this to us you had watched three episodes yes so so far 33 percent of the episodes were just okay i like this episode <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't think it was like bad or anything but i will say like the my favorite part of this episode or like the most redeeming as far as like my opinion to the long term is this is the first time maybe like the only time i don't know when we get like a car chase scene mm -hmm. which is really like jet's ship which is very yes. cool and iconic yeah um not jet spikes ship yeah uh and it's cool just to see that like flying through the city and stuff i was like this is dope but again like i will kind of agree with jeff that this feels like kind of a dumb heist episode that's built around like three action sequences right um it's a MacGuffin episode yeah for sure um we find out at the end that the corgi is a data dog we don't know what that is <laughs> yeah i'm sure we'll find that out later yeah um I, I just thought like the environments were super cool in this episode too. You, you really got like that Asian market vibe. Yeah. All the colors were super muted and stuff. And I was just like, they also pro throughout the show, especially in the first episode when Spike and Jet are on the Bebop making food, mm -hmm. they do that thing that anime does where they have like hyper detailed food. food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also like was kind of expecting an episode like this after the first one, because whether or not this is catered towards adult audiences, I do think, like, based on what I've seen and what I know from anime, they they do like to throw, like, cute stuff in. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, it's a cute dog. I, I, right. I feel that. Right, yeah. It, it definitely felt very, like, I wouldn't say, go as far as to say tropey, but it's as close as a tropey episode. You can and also to. just like, okay, last episode was about a drug dealer and a failed relationship and they killed each other. This right. episode is about, it's a, about dog. a dog. It's a palate it's cleanser. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So the third episode is like, okay, we're going to do like a serious one again. And it kind of was. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a interesting cold open um, with a woman who like walks into a shop 
and like these dudes pull up outside and she just breaks out a machine gun and there's like a huge shootout in this middle of the store oh yeah um eventually like she gets captured and she's brought before this like big casino owner like head mm-hmm. honcho dude and he thinks she's someone called poker alice which i that's great california poker alice <laughs> california poker alice um, poker alice California, Pocahontas, oh California. Uh, so apparently, like, this is the part of the episode that I had the hardest time with. Like, the rest of it is cool, but the casino owner Gordon somehow knows that Spike, who has a bunch of poker chips at this time, he's gambling in the casino. It wasn't supposed to be Spike. It was supposed to be another guy. Oh, gotcha. And okay. The other guy kind of looked like Spike. Okay. That's so, why her screen was like fuzzy. That's why she couldn't tell oh, if okay. it was Spike. So or there was else. a guy that had like a microchip that was yes. embedded inside a poker chip. Right. Yes. And then is that why like him and Spike smashed into each other? Yes. They accidentally exchanged chips. Correct. Mm-hmm. Makes more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what a quinky. I barely dink. remember this episode. I know it was like a scam that they were pulling. Um. You know, I the the Faye Valentine character is like a typical anime character that I didn't really care for. I, I don't know. I mean, character design, typical character anime. Design. Yeah, but yeah, like no, her character actual character, I think, is yeah, pretty I'm, cool. Yeah, I'm talking about character design right now because in anime, that's a big thing for me because I don't like a lot of that. Eh, didn't it, bother it just, me. It just didn't really fit in because, like, I don't know, just didn't even look like Spike or the other main characters' faces. It felt like almost a different style. Hmm. I disagree when it comes to Spike. I think he's got some similar, like, jaw, nose structures that are yeah. reflected in Faye. Well, he doesn't have the eyes or the giant knockers. True. <laughs> um, <laughs> Correct. But, yeah, like Jeff said, there's, like, a big scheme. Like, oh, we're yeah. going to get this po- poker chip, and right. and Spike has it. Bebop's 11. Bebop's 11. I like that. <laughs> Do you? Because it was really bad. I was hoping we would just gloss well, right in my head. I was already thinking like, oh, this is kind of like an Ocean's 11 thing. And then you said it and I was like, let me roll that around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bebop's 11. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the redeeming factor for me in this episode is the big space fight at the end. Yeah. When they're in outer space and they have this big shootout. I mean, even just like the, if that could even happen, who knows? But it's still cool. Even just like the shots of the city at night and the casino. Yeah really really pleasant on the eyes right i wonder i mean like obviously casinos are big in japan but i wonder because like when i think of like japanese casino things i think of sonic 2 so i'm like <laughs> i don't know if that's i wonder if reality. that's like a thing it's not you mean you're not jumping all over the place and yeah. spinning into a ball and right bouncing up and down the little thing so this is the episode that spike has his weird astronaut suit the red one right yes with like the gravity boots right yeah, this is yeah, pretty yeah. cool it's supposed to be like a swap on the top of a spaceship, which I don't know why that has to be, but <laughs> I don't know. I like it as far as visuals. Yeah, I think it's all just to be a cool visual. But yeah, I love doing things in space and there's no music. You can just kind of just hear like some like whirring sounds and stuff. Definitely reminiscent of uh, 2001. Yep. Um, I was thinking the same thing. His suit even looks like that. His space suit yeah. looks like uh, I forget what the main character's name is in that, but uh, definitely throwbacks i also like had a mini panic attack like spike has the chip which okay we're in outer space i i i may be able to throw this little chip mm-hmm. like across the other guy just has a brick of money and i'm like that's a bad idea <laughs> you're gonna throw a huge brick of money through well, zero g space he's not gonna throw it exactly yeah. it was a trick yeah which i'm sure spike kind of just assumed is going to happen anyways 
Yeah, because he timed it up with like the rotation of. Right. I love when spaceships like this is a tangent, but like Spike's ship and everything like has all these cool wings and like yep. arcing things and like you don't need any of that in space. You don't need <laughs> wings at all. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much the episode, right? Yeah, How, I mean it they shoot up? out. Um, Faye Valentine gets sent off or something. I don't remember exactly, but. Um, she she steals a ship and takes off. She steals one of the bad guys' ships. Right, that's what happens because she shows up in episode four. I feel like by this point, I'm starting to understand that by the end of this episode, Spike will never get any money. Spike and Jack yes. will never cash in on the bounty, but sometimes they get other good stuff. Yeah. So like they got the data dog. In this episode, I think they end up with the chip. It's not really. Clear. No, they go they go back to the casino and they're like, all right, we just make some money back at the casino oh so they just traded in as a regular chip yeah that's that's craziness apparently because the guy blew up that it it was valueless oh it didn't have any value anymore yeah i missed that because i know like the chip was supposed to be like an unlocker like it could unlock passwords and stuff yeah. that seems like it would be valuable for a bounty hunter to have yeah i'm not sure <laughs> it's a little r2d2 chip but anyways i mean a these episodes don't really matter because at the end he's not going to like have any Cash money in. or anything. Right. It's really just to enjoy along the way. It's not. It's not right. In other words, like you're. I not mean, like, that's how Firefly is too. Like you're not really. Totally, I'm fine with that. I'm not criticizing. All yeah. I'm saying is like there's no real reason to remember the outcome of the episode because they're probably going to be like not talked about. So again. it's good that I don't remember how this ended. I don't think it matters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what matters is that we met Faye Valentine, who's right. going to become a main character. Right. Right. Uh, so the next episode pretty much picks up right where this one left off. Mm-hmm. Faye has taken this little, it's sort of like an escape shuttle, an escape pod. It's just right. like a little ship. And it ran out of gas. Yeah, it's, she's it's like kind of Star Wars-y, like mm-hmm. the escape pod's just like <laughs> a scene of like the planet and then the little she's dot. She's just like, like floating. Boop. Yeah. Um, Jet and Spike, so there's kind of like an A storyline and a B storyline to this right. episode. Um, she like sees a distress signal. Mm. Then we cut to Jet and Spike who are, they're on a bounty in like this fancy restaurant yeah they're trying to get this guy and um turns out it gets basically like a terrorist attack by yeah. um these like weird environmentalists yeah eco-terrorists who are right. like um uh whatchamacallit sorry jeff is texting me so i'm uh, I, I just <laughs> well i'm distracted. looking at notes and i saw a notification. uh cool. so they get attacked by these eco-terrorists because they're serving some like endangered right yeah rat dolphin thing <laughs> even spike or um jet was like oh spike was like hey does it taste any good he was like no apparently te- it tastes terrible but they, they just, just convince each other that it's like yeah a status symbol yeah um so through the course of this attack like they're hiding out they're like hiding under the table and jet's like i know i recognize her from somewhere right talking about the leader of this like eco-terrorist group and then he's like she's got a bounty so like him right. and spike capture her there's a cool little like um also they just like blatantly murder everybody in the restaurant too which i thought was just awesome the eco-terrorists yeah yeah they're just gunning down people yeah including Dude, their Peter would do that probably <laughs> as long as the animals are free <laughs> yeah. there's no pets yeah uh kill all the humans <laughs> kill all the humans so there's a cool little standoff scene like near the elevator yeah where he's got like a gun to her head and like apparently like the guys that are in her group are like all real dumb yeah and some of them are her own children yeah which i thought was funny yeah so they take her 
uh they find out she's got a pretty big bounty the group is called the space warriors which i love i'm like that's a translation issue <laughs> yeah is it it could just be called the space warriors it's maybe a cool name um there might be more nuance. meanwhile Faye finds uh her distress ship the pilot is dying and he gives her a case to take to the issp which i i believe those are like the space cops that we've yeah, seen throughout right. and i think jet used to be one of those yeah, I think that's kind of alluded to or something like that. Uh, the episode takes a little bit of a turn here for me because inside the case is a virus that turns people into monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Animorph, dude. I saw that and I was like, get me a vial. <laughs> and I'm halfway to monkey anyway. While this is happening, Spike almost releases it. He's like shooting at it and stuff, <laughs> um, which is pretty dumb. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, the space warriors, they want to, like, encase this virus in a rocket and shoot it at Earth. And there's this cool sequence where... I don't think Earth, but... Oh, a planet? Yeah, I think... I don't think we really got there yet, but supposedly Earth is, like, dead. Like, nobody, like, cool. really lives on Earth anymore. Oh. That's why everybody else lives on these other planets. Okay. Yeah. Well, there is a cool little space scene where Faye and Spike are in ships. Yes. And they're trying to shoot down this rocket before it makes it to the planet. Yeah, they're in like um, hyperspace. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah, thought these like space gateways. Cool. Yep. The, uh, they, the show does a good job of showing rather than telling. Like, I feel like I understand how they travel through space. Yeah. Well, plus, and, you know, science fiction. Yeah. Right. So they don't just like fly everywhere. They fly through these like corridors. Right. There's like these loops these gates that they fly through that basically yeah. hyperspace travels through yeah so uh, as the missile is heading towards the planet they're they're like all right we just got to close the portal mm -hmm. so it doesn't hit us or whatever so obviously spike and Faye are in there so they want to make sure that they get out and also the bad guys are also in there as well um so it's like this race to get out of there and um it was intense like i was there was a fun um not a vibe uh like reoccurring gag where like every time they were about to shoot down a rocket it split into like 20 more rockets yeah. and, like yeah. did that like four times yeah. he's like come on <laughs> yeah i thought that was funny um they they close the portal but it's not in enough time some of the rockets get through but i don't think any no happens. they didn't oh they didn't get through it's like because hyperspace is a thing um or the the portals oh, or yeah, whatever they sort of like explain it's like it an echo yeah yeah they're like oh it doesn't exist on our plane or something right yeah which i thought was cool yeah it was a bit of a throw in i wish they had like alluded to that earlier so that it was yeah. like a payoff right whatever i'm nitpicking a cartoon yeah. show correct um at the end of the episode the space warriors accidentally accidentally released the virus on themselves yeah which is funny yeah and they're that also feels trapped like, in hyperspace too yeah so they're just monkeys in the ship yeah and i'm like okay that feels like the right yeah. ending to this yeah i i thought it was a very good like self-contained episode i was actually very much into this episode i thought it was better you than didn't I see this one before right? right yeah this is the first time i watched it yeah i uh i like this episode as well um especially like at the ending the way Faye sort of joins the bebop crew mm -hmm. uh she just like precociously like adds herself in right she's like i'm gonna go take a shower and he's like what you're not part of the team <laughs> but she is. she is we've grown to love her so these yeah. last three episodes like dan said are kind of forgettable and like you might be able to tell <laughs> i didn't say you that. did you said it doesn't matter how they end 
Yeah, that's just one part of okay, it. Okay, well, then I'm saying it. Forgettable, because I don't really, I didn't really, they didn't stick with me. Well, you also me. took zero notes, so that was on you as well, Jeff. Well, no, I mean, I watched them very recently. You guys don't take notes all the time. But I will say I took zero notes on the fifth episode as well, and it was much more memorable. Yeah. Because it was yeah. significantly better than these previous three episodes. This is ranked, I believe, as like the top episode of the series. Oh, okay. So that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because <laughs> it, it was a very good episode, and it's a bad thing because if it doesn't get better than this... <laughs> okay. So, Jeff, tell us about this episode. This episode was... So there's... I don't know how many, you know, like warring crime families they are. There are in this Syndicates. Area. Syndicates, yeah. yeah. Um, but we see that two of these syndicates form a truce. And you could you could kind of tell that there's going to be some backstabbing maybe going on or like there's some relief right. that, you know, they're buying some time. And it's cool because it's like you have the these mobsters and they look up, but there's like a spaceship flying away. Yeah. And then it just like it explodes up. and you're like, oh, and you think that this one crime guy did it, but then somebody else comes behind him in a secret attack and his name is vicious. is vicious. And it sounds like the guy that I used to work with that gave everybody pimp names, gave him this name. <laughs> That's true. Your um, name is vicious. And I was like, oh, this is like, so now we got Western, we got sci-fi and we got mob. Yeah. Mm. And noir and all the well, mob and noir kind of go hand in hand a little bit. But yeah, it's adding one more facet that I like. And it feels like this will be not just a bottle episode and that it will be a Mythology, character from what I've building heard. lore. Yes. Um, so pretty early on, I was a lot more into this episode. And well, I wanted to jump in because when Vicious kills the other mobsters, like the dying word of one of the mobsters. Mm hmm pretty much like sets the tone that this is going to be a mythology episode because he's like this yeah. wouldn't have happened if spike, spike were here, here. yeah and i was like what yeah and then we get the rest of the episode jeff sorry to interrupt you no that's fine you're not interrupting yeah it's basically just a long kind of fight scene you you see jet and vicious going at it eventually and you see through flashbacks which is fine you know there wasn't anything mm -hmm. special about it wasn't anything bad about it how they used to work together and it was kind of funny there were a little bit of anime tropes when you're like because <laughs> they're they're enemies now and this guy's name is vicious like he must be bad right mm -hmm. and then you're flashing back and they're like ha 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 we are anime friends doing a thing together yeah i mean i think there's it's one funny. thing that this episode does that goes beyond a little bit what i expected like it's better than i expected this type of episode which is that like from the beginning spike wants to like go back and like deal with this mm -hmm. and jet is like don't he like yeah right. you came from you these left. people yeah, like don't go back into this right and then he he eventually does go back and there's like some cool little scenes he goes to the shop owner who obviously like ran with that crew at one point right and they're talking about mao who was like the leader who got killed and stuff like that so it delves a little more deeply than just like Oh, I used to know this guy and we're enemies now. Right. They had a bond. Uh, right. Like a personal close bond. It's like the Fast and the Furious when you think about it. <laughs> Ooh, family. Like family. Yeah. Um, one thing I hate is Vicious's giant bird. Because what is that? <laughs> it, it, ah! I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's based on a real me. bird. I don't know. It's just familiar, Dan. Yeah. It doesn't it's matter. Familiar. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's most of it. Uh, Faye... Mm -hmm calls and she's been captured but i don't know if that goes anywhere yeah i mean she got captured by um vicious 
and oh. um oh yeah they're, she's they're in the theater scene. with mal who's That's dead right. yeah which i thought was just a really cool scene it mm. looked really cool and also freaking terrifying and there was a guy who's holding a gun to Faye's head and he's like if you move i'll kill her and spike just shoots him in the head yeah that was awesome yeah i was like okay guns are very detailed in the show i don't know why yeah. but like they look really cool and really well done and the gunfighting in this episode i thought was fantastic well it was like some of the best animation yeah, i've ever the seen action down the action was great the animation was really smooth the backgrounds were amazing yeah um and and just the score like it's yep. it's just scored very well very cinematic and very immersive too yeah yeah i thought this episode definitely was like i'm going to finish the show like i'm definitely gonna watch the rest of it um very interested in seeing where vicious goes and um that whole storyline but i thought this episode was just yeah, because he basically wins um yeah spike gets stabbed well they both and like shot. they shoot they both shoot each other at the same time yeah, yeah. Spike's in a little bit more rougher shape than Vicious. Well, he also gets stabbed and, and like knocked out. off the top of yeah. a church, yeah. which yeah. was a very long scene of him falling. <laughs> yeah. That was really that's where it a lot was of the flashbacks. The flashbacks. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was done really well. And then he's just like in a hospital bed, all like yeah. effed up. And then we had the flashback too of of the woman who I'm assuming he was referring to earlier. Um, Dan doesn't even remember. No, so. I don't. Yeah, there was a whole flashback scene where she was humming. And then it turned into Faye. Oh, okay. So is he going to fall in love with Faye? No, I think that's just referring to his past. Oh, cool. <laughs> you guys Very paid cool. a lot of attention. Um, I paid more attention to hey, I the got first a lot of it. I just didn't, didn't notice that. Yeah. There was a lot of flashbacks, a little yeah. quick cuts. Um, so yeah, that was these five episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my final push is from what I've heard is it just, it's more of this. Um, I think it's just a really good show. I thought the animation was great. It is not filled with any anime tropes that I really saw. Um, yeah, there's some, some but like, you know, it's, it's yeah. the format. Right. It's fine. All women are skinny with big boobs. Yeah. I mean, except for the, it's the nineties, except man. for the fishmongers in the market. Yeah, they're, then they're yeah. just fat old they're ladies. Thick shorties. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's just whatever to me. But I kind of like that it's it. A lot of the episodes are kind of like self-contained. You can kind of just watch them however you want. I mean, it would probably make the most sense to watch them in order. But um, they aired it out of order. I read. Yeah, a lot of animes do that. That's really a lot of cartoons just in general really do that, which is dumb. They're um, like kids watch this. They don't know, right? Um, there's a movie as well, Cowboy Bebop the movie, and I read also that anime. takes place in between the the last two episodes or so. Like it's they just like oh, made a movie in between hmm. episodes. And of course, we have the live action uh, revival. I guess I would say um, they're saying that it's not really a remake. It's kind of supposed to like work in tandem with the anime. Well, there's a scene from episode five when they're in the cathedral, and mm-hmm. they had like a screenshot of the new. Oh, series, really? and it like it's almost identical oh okay like the angle's a little different and people are like why are why is it different because it's it's, <laughs> it's shut, a live action shut up show, is why yeah. um but like even like the three guys playing poker in the background they have those yeah. in the show too oh really i yeah. didn't know that that's funny i think what you're gonna see is a ton of homages to the series yes, but right. with new storylines yeah for sure i'm sure um but yeah i mean that's kind of my final push do you guys have any overall thoughts yeah yeah it was I don't know what I was expecting going into this. I never do with anime. Mm-hmm. Um, it was better than I thought at points and about what I thought it would be at points, but it was never worse than I thought it would be, which is good. 
Yeah. It, there's there's things in there that, <laughs> that I, means like, it somewhat exceeded expectations. Somewhat. Yeah. You're correct. Um, I thought like so I sort of broke it down into strengths and weaknesses. Okay. Um, strengths. Uh, obviously, the animation is beautiful. The fight scenes, the action scenes in general, chases, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, it runs this like very fine line, like this nice balance of like being super detailed and realistic, mm. and then also like extra realistic like they push you know gravity and like right they push it does this thing that reminds me a lot of like the anime sequence in kill bill where um when people are fighting they get sort of like bendy like to show motion yes you ever notice that yeah yeah. their legs get longer and they curve more and the swords are more curved and I really like that. Um, like you said, Jimmy, there's like a lot of like gun foo stuff where yeah. the guns are like really like almost pornographic, like the way they're zoomed yes. in and you yeah. can see, you know, the chamber rotating the and yeah. the smoke coming out <laughs> of it and stuff. So that stuff is really cool. Um, I think Spike and Jet are an interesting like buddy cop duo, mm-hmm. uh, the way they play off each other. Uh, we didn't really touch on it, but there's a little bit of conflict between them in that last episode, just yeah. like debating on how they want to handle this situation. Um, I think there's definitely a lot more that can come out about them, especially like Jet. They allude to him lo- how he lost his arm and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, that's interesting. Uh, weaknesses, I would say that it points the dialogues. The dialogue is a little cliche and corny. Yeah. Some of that could be translation. Some of that can just be like, that dialogue is not really the focal point of the series. Yeah, I think they're just kind of aiming for like those like 60s westerns. Yeah, like oh, it's cool and it furthers the plot. Right. Um sort so I like the episodic nature of it. Uh however, so far the single standalone episodes we got were like kind of corny or like geared towards mm-hmm. a younger audience. Uh, even the eco-terrorist thing is like a really cool idea, but the way it was executed is like they wore corny costumes and they had a corny name and they were like goofy and dumb. Yeah. So I was like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the villains are a little one-sided. Overall, I would say like the show succeeds with visuals, even like not just visual storytelling like animation but like character design ship design planet design like the design work in general is really strong yeah but i don't know we'll have to see where i fall yeah i also watched the dub and the actors were fine like they weren't obnoxious or anything yeah i watched so that's a plus yeah the dub the american dub i i from what i've heard is even better than the japanese original Mm. um so i think that's I think I, I don't know. I don't know what Jeff. I think Ooh. I know what Dan. I don't know. I don't know what Dan is. Uh, all right. I guess I'll ask you guys the question. Bella's. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dan. Did I talk yeah. you into Cowboy Bebop? No. Oh, you fuckers. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. I'm quitting the show. So had you picked out episode one episode five and then like another one i would have been like a strong yes that's not the show though then that's why i'm a no i think that's Jimmy literally why i'm a no though i you could have tricked me into being a yes i don't know if i'm a no or a yes <laughs> it depends on what you're asking and i didn't want to say this beforehand because then it would give away my stance but if you're asking me if i'm going to watch more of these animated cowboy bebops no 
if you're asking me answer. if I'm going to watch the live action Cowboy Bebop, yeah, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, I'll watch it just out of curiosity. Jimmy's upset. Well, I, I, because this is wrong. You're both very <laughs> wrong. So here's the here's the deal. I really liked the first and fifth episode. I really didn't like the other ones. That's three. I didn't like three, and I like two. I'm a no. It's just math. Simple math. <laughs> I'm, it was fine. I, I, there was like the action sequences were cool, but the plots, a lot of them were just like really childish. Yeah, I didn't, me. I didn't hate it. I just have no interest in watching more. Cause like if I have to watch four more episodes to get to another like one that I like, it's not worth it to me. I really love John Cho. So <laughs> I'm going to try that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad we did this because everyone has been talking about Cowboy Bebop and now at least I yeah. get what it's about. Yeah. But do you get what it's about? Or do you get what it's about? I don't care to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's disappointing. You're both wrong. Wow. Uh, what are we doing next week? The Wheel of Time. Just going to okay. get right into it. Not even going to preamble it. It's a fantasy series that is also becoming a television program uh, that uh, I'm pretty excited about. So we'll talk a lot more about it next week. Cool. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> seeing as you're so excited, where can people find Talk Me Into on the internet? You can find Talk Me Into on Twitter, uh, Talk Me Into Pod on Instagram. And if you feel so inclined, you can send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com, where you can uh, just destroy Dan and Jeff. Just really. <laughs> oh, I, I know it's coming because yeah. like people who like anime like anime and we're going to hear it from them. I mean, this show is very widely regarded, even outside of anime fans. So it's bring, fine. Bring it. Yeah. Well, I mean, so is CSI, but like, you know, yeah. not going to watch that. Jeff, where can people find you online? <laughs> people can find me on Instagram at Magic the Clippening and on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. That's Jeff with five Fs, the number 27. Dan, where can people find you online? You can follow me on Twitter under the name Danny underscore breakdown and also wanted to shout out our new TikTok, Talk Me Into. Yeah. Which I don't know how to post to yet, but Jeff has posted a couple things. It's going to be fun. Guys, listen, we're middle-aged men. Yeah. We're all Uh, having a hard time with this. TikTok is designed for our children use it. Correct. We should just put my nine-year-old niece in charge of our TikTok account. Dude, that would be very funny. <laughs> like, very funny. She'd probably do it. She would. She's probably better at it than us. She'd be like... It's one of those dances that they do. That one? Yeah. Okay. When they answer questions. Jimmy. And they do hand dances. You can find me at son of a fitch. S-O-N-N-A-B-A-F-I-T-C-H on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.com slash son of a fitch. You can find me there. And uh, He's defeated. His, he's literally wiping his head. sweat off his brow. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just, he's just so sad. Let's do the next episode so we change the... Uh, your mood but now he might just hate wheel of time out of revenge yeah that's what happens during like some round tables and stuff (laughs) (laughs) dan where can people find you online i already did did. we're done yeah Yeah, it's over it's over oh thank you for listening to talk me into what will we talk you into next a better franchise (laughs) you (laughs) whoa 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 stop the clock The episode's not over. Actually, it is, but it's Dan, and I'm back because 
because we're all human and sometimes we make mistakes. And uh, in this case, I I effed up a little bit. I screwed the pooch. I I jumped to conclusions too early. I could have used the jump to conclusions map. Um, I think Jimmy did talk me into uh, Cowboy Bebop. After we recorded, um, I had a, a little time to kill. I put on the next episode. I enjoyed it. Um, subsequently, I've watched a few more episodes. I'm, I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong, and in this case, I was wrong. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be the world's biggest animated Cowboy Bebop fan, but it's something that's good enough. So I'm a very soft yes. I'm very excited for the live action series. At the time of this airing, it will be out um, or just about to come out. And I'm definitely going to watch it. But I think I will continue watching the cartoon as well. So I told Jimmy I had a little addendum to this episode, and this is it. I was wrong. Jimmy was right. The audience is right. Cowboy Bebop is good. And I'm talked into it. So we've never done this before, but there it is. I'm a yes. Jimmy did talk me into Cowboy Bebop. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Admitting when you're wrong. All right, James. All right, Claire. Claire. Yeah. In the wake of our grandfather, can you just call me Claire from now on? You're the new Claire. Yeah. By which we measure our They actually interviewed the freaking psychologist who taught them primal scream therapy, him and Yoko, which I knew about. But, uh, well, it was an old interview. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying that, you're right, archival, but that line, which is like, you could sit there and just think about that one line for a while and like analyze what it means. John threw that out like off the cuff when he was like trying to understand what the therapist was saying. He was trying to say, like, why we need God and religion in our lives and stuff. And the therapist is like, yeah, kind of. He's like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> like, so succinctly. Oh, it came out in 98. I thought it was early two th- or early 90s. Oh, well. <clears throat> Shwedevs. <laughs> That's the Fred drop of Brent. I'm going to mark that. <laughs> Oh, you're recording right now? <laughs> I'm always recording. What a creep. Thank you. All right. I think I'm good to go. I'm good to go because I just sit here and listen for this part. Right, Jeff? Right. Let's go. Let's go, boys. <laughs> We're gender swapping it. Nice. Jeff's a male rights activist. <laughs> male. Not for being late. <laughs> Creamy weeds. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Are you though? Yeah. 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 Oh. That sounds great on Mike. Guess you're ready, huh? I didn't set it up. I was, it was loose. I'm just making sure it doesn't. So that's fall. my fault too. No, I would have never thought to do that. Well, I don't feel bad for being late. I don't. Me and Jimmy had one other theory about why you were late. Why? I said, he's 10 minutes late. That's probably like one minute of looking for pomade and nine minutes of staring into the face of That's actually very accurate. Yeah. I was I was hoping she would wake up. And you're like, dude, what the f***? 
I didn't touch that. <laughs> I don't even know where it is. In your hand. Are you kidding me? Nope. I'm not even involved. Thanks for setting up to him. I had nothing to do with that. That's you. You moving into the correct place now? Well, yeah. Plus, how did you even screw it on here? Was hitting this thing? That must have been a pain in the ass. So wait, is it left because it's upside down? <laughs> Should no, I? Really, I was, I was hoping she would wake up. It's not all day. Yeah. Should I tell Jeff about my sad dream? <laughs> sure. If it I, has to do with baby death, I don't want to hear it. No. no. Oh, okay. Um, I was gonna record a dream because it was very vivid, and then I decided it was too sad. <laughs> I got diagnosed with cancer, <clears throat> and I went in to go get chemo, and <laughs> was my nurse. Remember her from high school? She used to date. <laughs> I always had a thing for her. She was very attractive. And through the course of chemotherapy, we fell in love. And we got married. And then I died like a week later. <laughs> Isn't it weird how you think about crushes from like 20 years ago and then get sad? Yeah. And you're like, why am I sad? This was literally more than <laughs> half of my life ago. Okay, now. Oh, wait. Did we slide this? No, we're good. This is how we are. Okay. All right, let's wait for Creamy Boy. <laughs> he just piled that shit in. Vile. We should really just start an ASMR channel. Yeah. At least he's done. Just imagine all the guys that would <laughs> here if you eat. <laughs> I gotta mark that. It's not sexual, it's relaxing. Oh, you relax to listening to people eat cream of wheat? <laughs> you sloppy bastard. I like how you're talking just theoretical person. Just theoretical, yeah, I'm yeah. just talking to somebody who may or may not exist. I mean, they do exist. Right. Uh, <clears throat> who wants to bring her in? One of you fellas. Don't believe in the Beatles. I just believe in me, Yoko and me, that's reality. Can that be like the last thing in the episode? <laughs> okay. No, him, After ask, him asking if it could be the last thing, <laughs> yeah. should be the last thing, or me saying this now. Yeah. Or both. Or all of it. That's reality. <clears throat> 